sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, everybody. You've landed on Teen Sports Radio. Yeah, we're on AM, FM, and Eternity Ready Radio. We had a great... Uh, we were participating in a podcast last Saturday, and it was really exciting, a global conference. We had a really good time. And the only time I, I got to say I was uh, nunch- munching a little bit on Dominique's bread because she knows I get a little bit nervous. Okay, <laughs> and I tell you one thing, Dominique, your bread, you've mastered it. Thank you. So school is out right now, and I'm telling teens if they wanted something to connect with their grandparents or their parents, Talk about it, Dominique, because that's just been a total family connection. Sure. So uh, cre- uh, making your own starter to create sourdough bread, it's quite an experience. There are a huge amount of YouTube videos to help you out. Just put in, how do I make a sourdough starter? And there'll be lots of help there. But the, the nice thing is the yeast is formed from what's in our environment and those yeasties fermenting in the dough is what makes the gluten more digestible. So I just recommend if you can use organic uh, whole wheat flour, organic rye. But if you've never had an experience of baking, I highly recommend it. It's very satisfying. Dominique, <laughs> she's all in on this, okay? Of course, we had this contest in the very beginning a few months back. And I put mine in the pantry and I just left my phone on and I played 70s music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because um, something's not right with me. But everybody knows that. Okay. And then she was doing her own thing. So I was kind of mocking it. But oh my God. So now that she knows how to do it, it was what's so funny is, and I don't know, maybe Alex can uh, explain this to me. Like I won't touch any other bread now. And our house has bread in it. But unless it's Dominique's, because I know my body wants that bread and it doesn't want all the other crap that I've been eating my whole life. So uh, I, I, it's just bizarre. I don't know, Alex. Right, well, s- sourdough bread is actually very healthy for you. I mean, just like how, how uh, Dominique was describing, you know, the yeast, the building of the bread from a starter that's provided by our environment. Uh, that's I mean, I love sourdough. And if you can find good sourdough or make good sourdough, that's the way to go. Absolutely. I I think it's better than that whole wheat, whole grain option. You know, the wheat is better. No, sourdough is the way to go if you can manage it, if you like it. Yeah, Don. I always seek out sourdough. I think the test of a good bread is if you want to just munch it with nothing on it. If you just want to tear off a hunk and eat it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even even I uh, like a little almond butter on there. Oh my god, yeah. it's the best. Oh, me too. But yeah, yeah. but oh, yeah, yeah. The but just toasted as is is great for sure. We're okay. This is kind of stupid, but we're to the point now because we have so many people involved in our bread. We're at getting people asking us: Is today bread? And pretty much every day now is a bread day. She doesn't make big loaves. It's it's enough for probably about four people. But we get to the point where it's time when it comes out of the oven. And when you're getting like four or five adults just staring at it, (laughs) (laughs) something's not right. And then they want to touch it. You know what I mean? To see it's got the holes. It's bizarre. Oh, my God. An experience for sure. And then the smells, the aroma. It's it's a great experience. And then with the music that you have going, Erica, that's great. (laughs) I I have my music going. And it depends on the mood. But it could be that old school music. It could be reggae. It could be classical. It could be anything. Yeah, it's awesome. Definitely. Don. 
Oh man, the the uh, yeah, my son's restaurant. This guy Claude makes this unbelievable. He's one of the managing partners, and he makes this unbelievable sourdough and and all different forms. Like some of them have olives in them and everything, but it's just you know, like I was saying before, if you just want to grab some and munch on it, and uh, there's thin crust stuff that comes sliced. My son brings home, and then there's these big you know, loaves that you have to, to, to cut into. And they have a, a big thick crust and, oh, with good bread, chew it like, and that's good jaw exercise, you know, chew yeah. that, chew <laughs> that big thick crust. Uh, what's the name of the restaurant again? Uh, Ojai Roti. Ojai Roti. Okay. Yeah. I like to give plugs where plugs are necessary. And he also uh, works at a really, an, another one right there on that same corner, almost called the Duchess. They're both very good rest. They're probably two of the most popular restaurants in Ojai. Nice. Beautiful. All right. Anthony's got some updates before we go to break. We've got Richard in the house waiting from his chiropractic school up in San Francisco. Uh, but before Anthony, I know you've got some stuff to tell about the food bank. Yeah, we have a picnic in the park, which runs from June 12th through August 18th. It's free kids lunch, uh, basically from young age all the way up to 18 years old. You can get free lunches at different locations in Guadalupe, Santa Maria, San Inez, uh, Los Alamos, Galita, Santa Barbara. So go on to our website at uh, foodbanksbc.org and check out the list of the free picnic in the park. It's kids' lunches, so kids don't go hungry during uh, during the break. So it's a big, big uh, program, and we need a lot of support for that program. But this is what we do. We've got to make sure our kids are able to think with you know having a healthy uh, a lunch. So it gives them an opportunity to be okay. So, so that being said, fresh fruit. We have an edible yard. Anybody out there with a lot of fruit trees? I did this last year for you, Anthony, as you know, bags and bags, and you did the pickup. Uh, if anybody has extra fruit that they want to uh, provide and serve, this is a great place for it to go. And you just drop it off where? So you have new location. You drop right? it off at um, our two warehouses, one in Santa Maria, one in Santa Barbara. But also, you can give us a call if you don't have uh, the supplies to glean yourself. Give us a call. We'll go and glean for you. And we'll go and if you're willing to donate that um you know the fruit or vegetables whatever it is but we have a team that actually goes out as well it's our backyard bounty uh program so we can go ahead and and glean and we pick up the fruit as well Woo! i love it what a beautiful summer looking forward to all these treasures all right let's get to richard right after these stay here everybody right after these messages Fentanyl death is not a high. Don't let fentanyl lie. A killer in disguise that will make you die. Fly away peacefully from the mountains to the sky. Justin Bruce Forrester, 2-22-22, age 22. He left us all without saying goodbye. You're simply the And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. This is Richard Ellsworth, and we are lucky enough to be joined by Bryant Allen again this week. 
We are both chiropractic students, and we are coming to you live from Life Chiropractic College West in Hayward. And we have a really fun topic to share with you today. Um, Bryant and I were talking earlier, um, specifically after a trip to Costco, about snacking. And we know that um, everybody really likes to snack. I was about to say just teens, but everybody loves to snack. And um, we wanted to talk about um, some different types of sugars that exist in these snacks specifically that we can keep an eye on to make sure that we're eating the, the healthiest things possible that um, can really accelerate our, our performance um, in everyday life as, as athletes. Um, so, Brian, what are what are some of these uh, these sugars to pay attention to and, and what's going on um, in, in the news and in research lately? Yeah, that's a great question. It was a fun Costco trip with you. And I think coming from the Seattle area, it was such a bubble to be blessed around this food. And now living in the Bay Area in Hayward, um, you know, Costco is really tailoring to the community out here. And you and I were daunted by the amount of processed sugary foods on the ends of these aisles. And goodness, Sky, four days ago, some profound research just came out about uh, the lead ingredient that makes up Splenda uh, is called sucralose 6-acetate. Um, and it's now being shown to be genotoxic. And wow, my goodness, it, it's doing uh, irreplaceable damage to our genes uh, and brain cells. It's pretty gross. And so just a message to these amazing teen listeners out there that care about their 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 body you know, just it's it can be overwhelming at first, but really reading what's what's inside um, the ingredients and, you know, having like real cane sugar, if you're going to choose to have those carbs is fine. But there's some stuff out there, man. And suc- sucralose is just one of those things. that's like it's not even humanly <laughs> made. It's not even I mean, nature made. It's so it's so processed. And so uh, we're seeing insulin resistance. The snacking industry is through the roof right now. Um, uh, we're, yeah, I mean, people are uh, type two diabetes is just on the rampage. And once you have these conditions, it's such a life, uh, set. It's such a life catch up when you spend your whole life taking care of managing these symptoms. It's just not something that we want to do. And I love people and I love educating. We love educating about health and wellness. And it's just, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. So can we talk for a second about um, specifically what it does on the to, to, to DNA, right? How it affects DNA. Um, I was kind of I was thinking about this earlier after you mentioned this and I was picturing. So we're all pretty familiar with that double helix DNA shape, right? So that classic, you know, double helix shape, believe it or not, there's a there's a tail that comes off the end of it. And it wraps around these little spools. So it's almost like having a, a spool of thread, right? And those are called histones. And each one of those histones has a little tail coming off it called a, called a histone tail. And different chemicals can bind to these histone tails, which can affect how genes express themselves. So if you're consuming a, a toxic sugar like this on a regular basis, you can actually affect what binds what chemical binds to these histone tails and then what gets expressed in your genes 
And that could be something like heart disease, kidney disease, diabetes. Yeah. Who knows exactly what it could be? Yeah. The point is, is that, is that our genetics, we have a role in determining what those are, right? We are, I remember a, a doctor a while back that said, we are not our polymorphisms, right? And polymorphisms mm. are the, the expressions of, of a gene. And oftentimes, you know, maybe someone gets heart disease and their, their father or their grandfather had it or something, right? And they say, oh, well, I'm, I'm now predestined to get heart disease too. And it's like, no, uh-uh. Uh-uh. The only thing that determines what you get and what you don't get, what genes express themselves and what don't, is, is, is how you treat your body. Um, oh, that's beautiful. In, in regards to these sugars, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, that's an issue that we're dealing with. So, Bryant, um, for, for teen athletes, what are some great alternatives um, for snacks? Oh, that's an excellent question. So, fibers, fat, and protein. Uh, definitely would do. I'm a huge fan of olives, uh, raw food, uh, like carrots, right? You can keep carrots in your fridge for up to 30 days or more. They last. Um, yeah, I, I snack on olives all the time, like healthy little things. If you're on the go, just, you know, minimally processed, um, little fiber or protein bars are awesome. That's a great question, Richard. I have a quick question because we got like two minutes left and this always bothered me. You know, growing up my whole life, I never heard of autism, never knew what it was. And then maybe I may be wanting 15, 20,000 kids had autism now shocking. And I don't know if this is going to with all the sugar and stuff. Now it's like one in 40 kids are on the spectrum. Do you think that has something to do with it? You know, that's a touchy subject. That's a good question. I'm going to steer your question a little bit to one I'm pretty passionate about. And I'm going to say it absolutely is causing the ADHD, ADD crisis to be more exacerbated. Um, You know, in terms of what Richard said really hits home, though, with in terms of epigenetics. And so to your question, I absolutely do think it's very controversial, but I would say that what you put in your body is so crucial that it would influence some of these gene markers for the expression of something like, um, like autism. So it's not far fetched. It's, there's a lot of validity. Well, you know, it's, you're right. It could be. Okay. Last, last question. We got a minute left, but I had an argument with somebody today as far as drinking water. Can you imagine me arguing with anybody? Uh, as Matt, drinking water, do you sip water every day or do you guzzle like eight ounces at once? Like what do, what should athletes do to hydrate? Dominique says drink like a lot of water the day before a big workout. Well, what's the 30 second magic? You know, when you're hiking and you're, you know, as long as you have good minerals and you, you eat well, so you're not low on your electrolytes. Um, you know, I wouldn't have, you don't want hypohydrosis where you're drinking a gallon of water in a minute and a half. That's terrible. But to be honest, I drink three full 40 ounce bottles throughout my day, um, right. worth, worth my body weight. So I'm 140 pounds and I, I drink about 125 to 130 ounces. Um, I get compliments on my skin. Uh, I notice the difference. I plan to live till 135. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> you know, All water, right, you guys. Our bodies hey, are water. Please, yeah. please, please tell me you'll join us next week. We've got Don Sanders.
right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Don Sanders for Teen Sports Radio, donsmassageinohi.com. And I wanted to present you with a huga today, a, a Scandinavian tradition whereby you have a feeling of comfiness, coziness, as though someone were giving you a hug, but you're not actually receiving a physical hug. And I wanted to consider... Uh, when I first was when I first was working with Hugas, I was thinking that that sounds to me just like a treat, and and so I wanted to pose the question: uh, Will you take a tonic or will you take a treat? Myself, I get tremendous pleasure, Huga-like pleasure, out of tonics, and I seem to have a taste for bitter things. Like my wise my wise daughter told me at breakfast up there in Santa Barbara the other day, reminded me of oil of oregano, which is not a, a uh, really pleasant tasting thing, but it helps decongest you. And something like that, I, I'm just all over stuff like that. It gives me a very Huga-like feeling. So that was maybe my limitation that I'm placing on Huga's. It doesn't always have to be, you know, do you want to have like a, a really good tasting bitter root if you're a young athlete, or would you prefer to have a root beer float? I think a lot of people will say root beer float, but consider if that tonic like made you go to when you go to sleep you feel all rested and healed in the morning and you feel ready to go out and play at your best you know then uh hey that's a huga moment so i'm just thinking our biggest superpower as human beings is adaptability and what gets in our way i think sometimes is uh stubbornness and a kind of mm, not and and maybe conforming like trying to do it the way somebody else did because we think that would make us better. But when I look at some of the greats, like say in basketball, right now I'm thinking of Larry Bird. These guys have honed a certain talent they had to a state of perfection. I'm always amazed by these Larry Bird stories where he would say to opposing players, he goes, okay, here's the way it's going to go. So-and-so is going to set a screen for me. I'm going to get the ball over there and see that spot over there. I'm going to I'm going to shoot a three point from there and I'm either going to have I'm either going to uh, shoot the game winner or else somebody's going to get the rebound and we're still going to win. And he would say these things and then he would back it up. He would do it. Right. And yet at the same time, the greatest of athletes, they also adapt. And remember, our biggest human superpower is adaptation. And so you have to be able to adapt. The only change, the only the only uh, constant is change, as the as the expression goes. So. Sometimes we want to honor something and do it just the way somebody else did it because we love that person or we want to honor what they did and we want to have a tradition going around on it. But sometimes your best play is is to just be resilient and open to the moment. Strength is not always just being an immovable object. Sometimes like, you know, really strong trees, the wind can bend them all the way down to the ground and they snap back up because they're resilient. That's a very important kind of strength. Sometimes when somebody looks like a tower of strength, 
and nobody would be able to withstand or defeat them. And then, you know, one of their knees gets snapped and they go right down. Same thing happens with actual trees. So, so, so this kind of a thing, I'm thinking about that in terms of clouds. You know, there's that uh, famous song of Judy Collins. I've looked at clouds from both sides now, you know, and then she uses that as a metaphor for love. And so, Follow me if you've heard this. I don't like it in June when on the weather service, they, they, everybody starts talking about June gloom. For some reason, you know, if we're lying on our back on a grassy hillside and the sun's out and we see these beautiful cloud patterns in the sky, we think that's good. I see a dog up there. I see a dragon up there. I see a flying horse up there. But then if the clouds are giving us wonderful protective, you know, protection from the sun, and they're giving us beautiful moisture, then what what starts happening on, on, on the weather report on the news, they'll say it's still gloomy today. And, and I'd like to say, you guys that live at the coast, you have that wonderful marine layer that protects you all the time. And sometimes people are like, I wish it would be sunny. I wish it wasn't 20 degrees cooler than everywhere else. But up where I live, we're having that marine layer right now in Ojai. And, and I'll tell you what, when that burns off and the summer is really here, this is still an El Nino year. Last summer was one of the hottest summers in the Western states in 1,200 years. And that El Nino Southern Oscillation Current down below the equator is not done yet. This summer is going to be a doozy. If you haven't been following the news, people, there's huge wildfires in Canada that are, yes. making, that are making people down in Massachusetts mask up and protect themselves from bad air quality. And uh, New York City, and they're having planes stop correct. because of the smoke. Correct. Serious, serious air problems. So, you know, it's like, uh, like I said, huh, you know, do you want the root beer float or, or do you want the, uh, the bitter root tonic? It's like some people think that that cloud cover is the bitter root tonic and they think they don't want it. But consider, you know, when the fog burns off here right now and we get blazing hot sun, I was talking to a guy in the gym and I said, I loved all the rain that we just got this last week and that 30 inches we got over the last couple of months. And he goes, yeah, the plants are so happy. And I said, right. All my plants are so happy in the summer. They're like, they're getting, <laughs> they're getting massacred by the sun. So, so, um, you know, it sounds like I'm talking in metaphors and I guess I am, but, uh, I think there's something you can use there for all you, uh, would be your weekend warriors and you teen athletes as well. Anybody nice. else want to chime in on this? Oh my God. I love it. The juxtaposition between tonic and sweet. Sometimes I realize for me and uh, maybe Alex, you might see this with some of the teens that you're working with when I'm craving sweet, usually the little kid in me has not had a chance to play. And so the sweet is sort of to compensate because I really work too hard or push too hard. But yeah. in the morning when I first wake up, I want bitter because that alkalines my body and my body is happier. And um, especially if you got the little cruddy, cruddy summer cold, you want to yeah. go for bitter. Yeah. And, and did you ever just go like, oh, I've had such a hard day, man, I'm tired. I want to I want to just have a brownie. And then you end up feeling lousy. Other yes. times, other times that just might be fine. But other times when I put all the bitter things I can think of, compound them in one drink and take it down, like you said, I feel absolutely marvelous. 
Yeah. Yep. Alex, we got to go to break. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, yeah. Not, uh, but, you know, honestly, yes, the, the sacrifice is really what it comes down to. The discipline and the sacrifice, knowing that the root beer flow is not going to be good for you. It's going to cause a lot of inflammation. You're not going to sleep well. It's going to mess with your gut for sure. Even though momentarily you're going to feel awesome. Mm-hmm. That tonic, even though momentarily you're going to feel like it's gross, the longevity benefits, you know, how you feel for the next night, day, or you can't really put a price on that. You can't really describe how beneficial it is for you to just make that small sacrifice and choose. But of course, you know, everything's good in moderation. There's no, but I like, I like your point about sacrifice and you reminded me as for all you young uh, athletes out there, you know, uh, he, you know, you have to cultivate discernment. You have to learn in what situation one thing is good and when maybe another leave or leave it for another time, or you think it'd be really good, but maybe you should leave it alone altogether. And, and that takes trial and error. But as I say, our biggest superpower is adaptation. So yeah, you learn over time. Yeah. If I make that sacrifice, it's going to, it's, it's going to pay off in rewards. I'm going to feel more confident about what I'm doing. I'm going to have a better performance. Just stop everybody and do a check-in with your body and think, Take the five, 10 seconds and process it. And I guarantee you, you'll go for the tonic. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's take a break. We've got Dominique Hackett after these messages. Well, now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello again. This is Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center. And uh, first, just to finish that conversation that we were having about sourdough, uh, it was so great. Alex uh, asked me for my recipe, and I want to give teens a really good suggestion. If over the summer you are in charge of cooking for the family, what I do with my sourdough recipe is I actually am using chat GPT. I'm using the AI. So what I do is I measure out how much uh, starter I have, and then I ask for help to make a recipe based upon how much uh, sourdough starter I have. So what I want to suggest to teens is look what's in your refrigerator. Say you've got a tomato, a zucchini, an onion, and maybe some uh, good uh, organic beef. And you're like, well, what can I make with this? Put those ingredients into the chat uh, GPT and say, craft me a recipe and Ooh. see what comes up. And if you yeah. don't like the first suggestion, say, give me another suggestion and it will give you another suggestion. So I just want to put that out there. There's lots of different ways to make use of this new technology that's coming out to us. Oh, but cool. definitely give it a try in regards to cooking. It's been fabulous. That's cool. Um, yeah. So that's my first thing. Then my second thing is sometimes on our show, um, 
we comment to some of the problems that teens may be uh, either uh, experiencing at school or in relationship or at home. And I just want to remind everyone that our minds and our attention is like us holding a gardening hose. So whatever we are putting our attention on, where are we spending our, our mind energy on noticing? That's what's getting watered. And so we want to remember on Teen Sports Radio that, yeah, sometimes we talk about some difficult things, but we really want to spend time and energy talking about those positive things. So I want to encourage teens, look at yourself and your tribe of people around you and look for some of these qualities. Are, does everyone's attitude tend to be on the positive? Is everyone trying to develop some sort of talent? Do your relationships feel good? In other words, um, a good feeling relationship is one where you can show up authentic. You, you don't have to worry about uh, messy hair or messy this or even messy feelings. You can show up authentic. Um, how about equanimity, that there's a, a constancy to the equanimity? That means an equal-mindedness. When Don was talking about our greatest superpower is adaptivity, that equal-mindedness is what helps us be able to balance things out, be calm. And just how about uh, intelligence, that you see the people around you are learning discernment, that their intelligence is growing. So that's number one, looking at just yourself and other people. Look at your tribe. And then the second thing is, sometimes when we look at what motivates people to do something, the media just focuses on money. You know, oh, well, this person did this for to gain money. This person did that to gain money. Money and power, right? But actually, human beings are full of motivations that don't have anything to do with money. How about... Like Alex, your your students are working with you for self-development. That's a motive. I want to develop myself. How about the motive of simply helping others? Uh, how about the motive of it makes me happy to be mm. present? It just tickles me. I, I can't explain it. It just makes me happy. How about the motive to resolve conflicts? Anthony, that a lot of what Anthony does is motivated by a love of resolving conflicts. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's lots of other motivations other than making money. And so that's uh, my share for today. That's nice. Great. That's right. Oh, Anthony, you notice how she gave you a plug there? And I know that was really sweet. Oh, well, you're the fixer. And I tell you. <laughs> I have a bathroom toilet paper roll holder to just, and I thank you every day since I've had this broken toilet paper roll holder and he just went in there and he fixed it, took everything out. You wouldn't even know it's so Anthony. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for trusting me. I love you. <laughs> it's wonderful. So what, uh, what really quick, because just to do, do a little shift here, Anthony, is there anything else that we need to address ourselves because it is summer you are the Mr. Readiness. You are, I mean, this falls right along with that um, outside of all the work you do for the food bank. Anything else that we need to be up on? Yeah, just make sure parents are talking to your kids and being open with your kids, uh, especially, you know, the times that they're not going to be in school. Uh, they have a lot more free time. So you want to make sure that, um, you know, you, you pay attention to them, listen to them and uh, just be willing to hear them out. And uh, just also just give them some guidance, 
I know sometimes it's repetitive, but you know what? The repetitiveness always reminds us because that's one thing that, you know, as you get older, you know, I'm speaking for myself, that I remember everything that my mom used to tell me. It was always right. And I always thought she was wrong, you know. And but, you know, the more that you say it, you know, just just let, and always just remind them that you love them and that you care about them, because uh, a lot of us don't don't get that or we've never had that. Um, so just make sure that you just let them know that you do care, even if you're mad at them. That's something that you want to make sure that you just just do before you go. Right. Dominique. That was one of my hardest things in therapy to learn that I didn't understand. And I'm a parent of five that, hey, parents. Our job is actually to say no because our children's brains are still developing. And the center of the brain that has to do with responsible decision making is still developing. And for some of our teens, it doesn't fully develop until age 25. So the the just stand your ground and say no because our children's brains are not giving that information. So we're the only ones giving that information and we have to do it over and over and over again while we create that environment where they can grow and blossom. And try a summer of just detaching. I know it sounds crazy, but I've detached for so long right now. This way you won't get, Dominique was talking about that early this morning with uh, her mom and I and just how people you know, they jump into the whole media and the programming and the propaganda and all this kind of stuff that gets thrown at you 24-7, just detach. Uh, I know Alex does that. I mean, the first time I heard about just a complete detachment was like 15 years ago from Dr. Brian Folk, who used to be uh, on the show and has moved away. But he's given me so many different things. And I said, oh, did you hear about this? He goes, no. He goes, I don't even own a TV. He said, you know, if we were having tsunami, I'm sure that there'd be some alarm going off. So he just lives in his bubble. And it's simple, but it's nice because he doesn't get all the triggers. And, and if parents are all worried about getting triggered every single day, you are not going to focus on your kids. You don't have it, the, the brain span. It's just not there. Dominique. Well, I, I was going to comment. Don's, uh, some of his Huga sharing has been sharing that deep connection with your children and how that evolves and how satisfying that relationship is. Oh, yeah. Can I add? Yeah. The, in, at breakfast in Santa Barbara yesterday, um, my daughter, we, we were talking about you know, I'm, I've evolved into an oversharer because as a kid, I think I was in my head and in my imagination a lot and there wasn't any other recourse. Now I'm like making up for lost time. Plus, I want to be relatable. But like my daughter teaches yoga, I do massage. And so she said, well, you want to share an experience for an experience because you want to be relatable and you want to make them feel like it's OK to bring that here. But she goes, when I do a yoga lesson my wise 24 year old says, she goes, I'm creating a safe container where they can bring whatever they want. And that's sacred. And I'm not going to put anything into that. And, and I was like, Ooh, the old uh, talk more than listen, uh, listen more than talk. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I've, I've long since acknowledged her as my teacher. <laughs> so we're never too old to learn something new. Well, this is what this is the person to self process, right? And that's healing. Yeah. You know, when you work through your own things and you're on the, you have, you tied the knot. Now you have to untie the knot. And that could be excruciating because people's like, no, that's my knot. I like my knot. Well, no, no. And another thing, and another thing, Kaya artic another thing Kaya articulated was that if someone has problems with boundary issues, as I have, 
uh, then then you know they've accepted letting you share back to them and then it's like later on they say wait a minute wait a minute somebody crossed my boundaries and then they get all wigged out and and so i've experienced that i'm sure we probably all have at one time or another and so you never know you know you think you think it landed well that you did something encouraging and meanwhile they're thinking like what's this doing in my backyard <laughs> right, right. You know, bound, boundary boundary issues if people have boundary issues then what you did with the best intentions to try and encourage them might just make them feel all anxious and and angsty. Yeah, and I I, I want teens to know that our brains and our bodies process information and emotions differently. So if you have a friend that comes back a couple days later and is upset about something, you can say to yourself, oh, pause maybe this person's processing is different than mine. And so I have to allow space for that. And that just means do a few more check-ins. Yeah. And another thing is you, this, this is that, you know, this phone is not a relationship. Don't you like the two pictures of my puppies? <laughs> <laughs> They're gone now, but I love them. They're a part of my big part of my life. Um, I wish that people just, this is, this is more of a, it should go back to a, an apart appointment, your texting time place. When people, when you've got to scroll through a text, honestly, I stop. It's like, if you want to, I need face to face. I need eye contact. We need to break this down a certain way. This does not do it. This is mind speaking. This is, you know, gibberish. And not only that, when you retell a story, I, I read about this from some famous doctor. I wish I, I, I don't have my notes here in front of me, but a lot of times your thoughts of what took place are not the actual <laughs> situation. It wasn't. And I, I learned this recently with the gathering that I was with and a friend comes up and was retelling a story of events and I was in the same room and that story she told did not happen. And it's funny because the first thing you do is you think you're nuts. <laughs> you think, did I miss? You know what I mean? It's like that just it. And everyone's like, well, why don't you say something? Why don't you say something? And I goes, I just let it go by. But it was funny. It actually proved to me beyond a shadow of a doubt. Okay. That that does, that does exist. So oh, kids, sure. parents, grandparents, be mindful. Dominique. Oh, yeah. Sure. I, I, the the fact that we really don't we have a sensation that we remember perfectly but actually we really don't what an eye opener yeah memory is memory is imperfect i spent my whole life you know saying the last time the beatles played at the cow palace in san francisco my friend had a ticket for me and my mom wouldn't let me go so 50 years later you know after i hadn't seen this guy for 35 years we reconnected i'm with my wife and i'm telling that story again and and my friend is there and he goes don i never had any tickets for the beatles at the cow palace that last show and i'm like what <laughs> for years for years i'm mad at my mom for not letting me go see the beatles at the cow palace turns out i didn't have a ticket anyway yeah <laughs> yeah it's funny i had i had a situation like that too i i was blah i got accepted to all the schools that i applied for i moved out here my senior year of high school and you know, back in then you had everything was manual, right? There was no computers and everything like that. So I thought I, I wrote a, a, a great essay um, and it, I, I just wrote it myself. I sent it all in anyway, got accepted as a freshman at UCLA, which is a, you know, it was a big deal back in 78. So um, fast forward 40 years and a friend of mine 
was telling the story. She goes, her dad passed away. And she goes, the one thing I'll never forgive my father for, it was not letting me go to UCLA. Well, the fact is you didn't get accepted. <laughs> I got accepted. You never got accepted. You know what I'm saying? Don't you remember? Don't you remember the thing? You were crying. You didn't get accepted. I got accepted. You didn't get accepted. So you went to Long Beach State, and, I, and my father said he wasn't going to pay for UCLA for me because it's too much money. You don't know what you want to do. So I ended up going to um, Long Beach State, and then my father promised me that if I do well there, you know, my you'll be proud of what your your degree says. And mine says Westmont, and I'm really proud of that. So, but at the back of Westmont, it doesn't say Long Beach State, right? So I tell people, I said, look, it's it's what did you say about the whole thing of the hair and the tortoise, Dominique? Yeah, it, it, I mean, that's a favorite story. It's about what you're focused on. What are you focused on? Mm -hmm. The tortoise was focused on winning. Didn't matter that the rabbit kept running in front of him. He just focused on winning. And who won the race between the hare and the rabbit? The hare. Uh, the hare didn't win. The tortoise right. won. The tortoise won, right. yeah. Yeah, right. so, and it's too funny because with my Japanese students and my my all the students that we have had, not Japanese, I'm sorry, Chinese students, and we had Laura from Italy, that was my mantra through the whole decade experience of helping uh, international exchange students is I've always said that in this country, the tortoise wins the race every single time. So you're, you're, you're not at a disadvantage, but English is not your first language. So just be patient, you know, grind it out, put in the 10,000 hours and you'll definitely be really happy. You'll look behind you and everybody, you, you will be there before everybody else. Dominique. And in, in competition with AI, focus on being a creator. However that inspires you, be a creator and then also fix things. Learn how to actually fix things. Don. Dominique, your comment about the tortoise reminded me the famous uh, author, A.G. Mia, uh, Miyamoto, I think it was, the guy who wrote about the famous samurai swordsman Musashi or something. Um, he once he once said, rather than worrying about, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to become this, he goes, make yourself as solid and unmoving as Mount Fuji, the famous inactive volcano that's, that towers over Japan. So it's like, yeah. That, tor that tortoise knew what he was about and knew what he had to do. And he wasn't all about flash, like the, the hair. Like, I'm so fast. I could run backwards and win this race, you know? Yeah. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Right, let's, let's, hey, we've got a little bit more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. We're back. We've got a little bit of time left. We're going to do a little gratitude. But if you just tuned in, thank you. I want to say thank you. We've got Frankfurt. If you're in Frankfurt, thank you so much. Brussels, Belgium. Every week I look at the... Um, countries that are listening to us and it's, it's so excited thank you soundcloud um if it's if it's in the area on am and fm 
How, where can you find us, Dr. D? Well, of course, AM and FM, AM 1290, FM 96.9, streaming live at am1290kzsb.com. The player is right there. Also, just to make a note, above that player is the logo for the Foresters because we're carrying the Foresters and we started on June 10th and we'll carry all the way through to their 11th victory uh, win of the World Series in, uh, in uh, what is it, uh, Wichita. So, you can also hear us uh, on uh, SoundCloud and iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, as well as, <laughs> as, well as on um, uh, SantaBarbaraTeenSportsRadio.com. Nice. As well as Eternity, is it Eternity Ready Radio? Radio. Yep. Yeah. So we're all over the place. So much, uh, Jeremiah Ferris, he airs us 7 a.m. every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. We had a great time on their global conference last Saturday. Really support them. They're doing a lot of great things. You've got a couple of minutes left, Dr. D. You know, you've been quiet. You've been in and out of the room here. That's because you're the producer. But let's give a little bit of love to anybody you want. What do you want to start with? Well, I'll tell you, I um, I'm very grateful to. It sounds sounds a little a little unusual, but nonetheless, uh, to <clears throat> both uh, the the financial institutions that I'm dealing with these days, uh, specifically our our uh, our local. It is a local uh, uh, credit union uh, for all of their support. Uh, it's one of those things where. I recognize the rules, the regulations, and the laws. At the same time, I also recognize, as do they, there are human beings working there, and sometimes, if you're nice, they just might help you out. And I'm very thankful to the folks over at uh, Key Point Credit Union. So uh, thank you to them. My hat's off to you. Nice. Beautiful. Dominique? I want to give a shout-out to J.P., if anyone knows who I'm talking about, he's a wonderful veteran in our community, and he brings us leftovers for the chickens and eggshells. Thank you so much, JP. Don. I want to give a shout out to my friend and colleague, second generation Rolfing uh, body worker, Zach Frank, in the tower, the tower office building of the Paseo Shopping Center there in beautiful downtown Santa, uh, Santa Barbara, right on State Street. Gave me a fantastic session the other day. Woo! Beautiful. That that releases a lot of energy, huh, Don? Oh, absolutely, in a good in a good way, and it's and it's, yeah. and it's a tonic. It's not a sweet drink, but boy, afterwards you just feel like you're floating on a cloud. Nice. Well, I just want to give a little love to our farmers, okay? Spe specifically, Carolyn Gibbons. She showed me a picture of her little duckies this morning. Uh -uh. Good luck, Carolyn. <laughs> good luck on those duckies. God bless you guys, Santa Barbara. Keep a smile on your face globally. See ya next week. I'm unstoppable. I'm a buzzer with no brakes. I'm invincible. Yeah, I would never sing.